and welcome back to All My Darlings, where we are reading Marguerite Young's The Collected Poems, edited by Phil Bevis, Joshua Roths, and Jacob Seifring. Let's read some more moderate fable poems published in 1944. I'm just going to... Hot, okay. The Pattern. Now the rain crows crying, now the rose petal fall. And these are two separate pursuits to the end, as now the rain crows crying, as now the rose loosens its petals in the finite wind. But this is the mental sorrow of all ending, the shattering image of that stillborn air, as this cold star must generate the last generation colder than its star. Even as the fin-footed children of the surf, or in darkness the pilot star-nosed mole, as the white mountain goat feeding on anemones, as whatever does seem beautiful, the rain crow crying, and the last red rose, the rabbits quivering in meadow holes, for in the abstract there were these present flaws, whereof the rain crow cries, rose petal falls. That cloud, that cloud might be called a barren cloud if it presages this April, no shaft of rain. But yet the truest love is in some aspects sterile, the failing hypothesis of another mind. As in a cage of glass, this world, are we Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, diminished to a point almost bodiless? Swarms of white ants, say, or experimental April snowflakes, to the star's eye an implicit emptiness. And by a supernal agency could be transferred, oh, beyond our knowing it, unilateral canaries, their signature of flight on felt space, exchange of clouded futures and totality of memories, and the jug flower buried to the lips pinprick, hard jewel of consciousness, trespass like the peacock ambassador from God to man upon a highway erecting over chaos. Thought substance for thought substance, like crown for crown, an obligatory sequence of mortal history whereby Matthew now is Mark and Luke is John, and the personal pronoun attains a status in infinity difference of persons, but a spacious truth. When within my skull the you becometh I, and another's lunamoth night flying. An argument destroying nature's laws, yea, a fear offenseless world as worlds dissolve. The unrealization of a fixed thing, like the owl skimming over shallow flowers, who voyage also from actual to potential being like April, which has its being only in a name, for Brighton's uncertainty of self as self, and in this confusion is our only existence possible. That one's good. Slow motion. The heart is that camera of a slow motion stellar eye. 
and the seconds twinkled delayed, as if the static were in itself a virtue according to God. The heart is that camera and stellar eye, beguiling the angels to linger in their flight, stain such wingtips in sightless headlight, as insect angel climbs on the beam of the dark soul, or the mechanic angel is operable by a remote control. Delay of action aggrandizes mute convulsions and makes contiguous the golden thigh, with nothing which is the name of a thing like zero or the deprivation of a gray-cheeked thrush's beam. For the heart to coise an image of time-winged, for the heart is that camera and clarifies what to the eyes is the twinkling of the eye. Motion is fixed, and with a fabulous precision the swift, as slow delayed, past our last breathing. I know I keep repeating myself, but there's so much here that she's exploring that this she's going to try and uh, expand on <laughs> for 1,200 pages worth in this Macintosh, my darling. But you can see it here. And I, and I don't know what to think of her saying that when she finished with Macintosh, my darling, that she should have stuck with poetry. Like it was such a long, even she said it was a long roundabout way of trying to say it, which she thought that poetry could have expressed better. But I think she did both. I think she did definitely Miss McIntosh McDonald, but I think now reading Modern Fable, and we'll see with the later poems. Um, I think it was the last year that we cover here. The late poems are 1945. So I think she did. I think she managed to do, I think she managed to do both. Especially, I mean, after reading, especially through Moderate Fable. Uh, we'll see with the later poems, but definitely through Moderate Fable. I think she really did manage to explore those themes, both in poetry and in prose. The Funeral. It is late, I said, there will be a cold rain this eve, and the willow leaves are whitening in the moon. Brighter in shower, as stars divide, I said will fall like rain. I said the earth would glide from its moorings then, and we not know, but be ourselves the convoy to the soul. And I said that, I, and I said the mourners would be amazed, then muffled in grave cloths of a silver stain, and every mourner would wear a silver crown. I said, and be to himself the body of death. And I said earth would be, and yeah, I'm butchering this. Hold on, let me try again. Ah, okay. The funeral. It is late, I said. There will be a cold rain this eve, and the willow leaves are whitening in the moon. Brighter in shower as stars divide, I said, will fall like rain. I said the earth would glide from its moorings then, and we not know but be ourselves the convoy to the soul. And I said the mourners would be amazed then, muffled in grave cloths of a silver stain. And every mourner would wear a silver crown. I said, and be to himself the body of death. And I said, earth here would no more be, but butterflies in orbits over the dry sea. And it all seemed simple, ample, and profound. The farmer tethered his horse in the tremulous evening light, as he had always done, there, under the cirrus of the sky's pale green. But on our eyes there was a driven cloud, a mist, and earth was turning on another course. 
I felt its turn blindfolded as I seemed, and knew no road but what my heart had named, and knew no road. I heard the neighing wind, the creak of wheels, and earth was turning on another way. I felt its turn with funeral, the moon, and stars. So did earth amble outward, cortege, or hearse. Song. The diver, pivoter in facile space, returns upon himself. O oh, body curves back, body soul will return, 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 return. With the diver spinning upward from foam wreathed water, as fallen rose petals like sails flutter cloudward, to their mast of a rose all snows dismantled. Rose petal to rose at returning and diver to air. And logical sequences of the same transparent causes and the same probables but backward moving. Oh, toward the lips of the lover and the blind, I weeping a crystal tear in that fair heaven. As if this chain of hours were a train speeding on wheel and earth wheel between two cities and can return past the same houses and trees, diver to air and rose petal to rose, sunlight to the dead eyes awakening in wind. Dear, and kiss, kiss to the bright lip in time. Okay, this one has an interesting title. That apple was mental. <laughs> that apple was mental, a constellation of ideas. Can a real thing, invisible, be coloration of mental, and an audible sound of congruent harpers harping? That apple Eve ate, a sweetness or sourness, a roundness, a redness, subsisted as no experience of fact, but marriage of Eve with space, ibis with ibis intangible. Like a conspiracy of melting snow or comet trailer of the universe, according to this view, the effects of the body comprise the body, Marcus Aurelius said. Oh, universe! I wish all that thou wishest, Christ said, thy will be done. Yet whether harmony is probable is our disputation. If indeed there is a coherence of snow-colored ibis and apprehensive senses of the fragmentary. Man, locus for the transparent bird, and starlight striking in particles on his two eyes. So is the terministic point multiple? as eyes and doorways of rain-sodden tenements staring on infinity. And discrepant, rumored of only, the cardinal points of a dissolving compass, and a regression always of the hounded cause, which bends not like starlight returning to its source. Geometry is our emotion, and vagrant as Leda's swans. It is not ego but terror, ourselves dispersed fault of ours that the idea is antagonistic to the existence and reports ourselves as fishermen of stars. For Christ, the meditation process moves ever between self and thing in itself. Yea, the sick tramp is peacock thousand-eyed and tentative as that archaic angel, a noun which has no corresponding entity in space. But is like honey gathered from the atmosphere, 
or insects generated out of evening dew, or say, the wind impregnated mare, in meadows sloping toward a sea which has no permanence but possibility. Christ is that veil of illusion on our widowed eyes, color of the invisible, sound without sound. Oh, deception played by lonely man, as if there were indeed what thought he thought. Again, that's another one you could see, especially the uh, wind-impregnated mare. All right, we're going to stop there for today. And I'm looking how many. We still have a long way to go. All right, hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Bye.